This morning, let's continue to member uh, Sister Christine Urego's request for her brother-in-law's family in France facing a serious situation, and also her sister Nova with surgery coming up. Continue to member Sister Frida, and also the upcoming April meeting. Let's pray for that. And uh, Sister Kim Hantis, uh, her dad passed away. Remember that family. Thank the Lord that little baby Harper Harper got to go home from the hospital. Praise Amen. the Lord for that. Amen. And while we're on talking about praises, also Sister Anna Roberts turned in uh, a testimony here. God answered a prayer for a situation at school. So thank the Lord for helping them Amen. there as well. Amen. Brother Paul says, pray for my daughter's husband diagnosed with Meniere's disease. His name is Logan. And then Sister Rebecca Atkins for her and Sister Anna. I pray for, she says, pray for me and mom. I have upper respiratory issues, hard time breathing, and mom did not sleep good um, up and down all night with nausea and diarrhea. And also, uh, remember Brother Jack Duff ministering for us this morning? Do we have any unspoken requests? Brother Ryan. Uh-huh. Gallstone surgery Wednesday for Brother Collie. Remember Brother Collie? All right, let's all go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for us to be here today, Lord, gathered in your name, Lord, and you see all the uplifted hands, Lord, for the prayer requests, Lord, and just minister each need of those unspokens and all the ones we uh, mentioned here, Lord, Brother Collie with his surgery coming up, and uh, Brother Jack Duff ministering for us this morning here, Lord, and just bless him and his family as they travel back home today. Keep them safe, Lord, and let the flight and all the driving and everything go good for them, Lord, and just give them a safe trip. Touch Sister Rebecca, Sister Anna, Lord, just touch them, their bodies, and Brother Paul's um, loved one there, Logan. Also, uh, the family of Kim Hantis, Lord, the, the loved one that passed away there, Lord. And also, uh, Sister Christine's family, Lord, just all the needs there. Just minister those according to your will, I pray. And uh, have your way with us in the service this morning for here and for all your little bride around the world. And uh, just forgive us for our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness and unbelief. Lord, fill us with your Holy Spirit, I pray. We love you and thank you for all your blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. So glad I'm yours, Lord. So glad I'm yours. So glad your mercies has followed me. So lift our hands so glad I'm yours Lord so glad I'm yours so glad your mercy has followed me so So glad. 
Pray that God would touch each of us and bless our hearts and so uh, I, I guess it's a stone surgery, I'm sorry. It's not God stones, kidney stones, so just pray the Lord will be with us and take care of it. We're gonna read this morning from Psalm thirty four, one through sixteen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are grateful and thankful for this opportunity that you give us again to come together to worship. Father, we pray that you touch each of our hearts, Father, and let us draw closer and closer each day that we live, Lord, to the understanding and blessing of your word. Lord, let us pray one for another, Lord, that none of us can make it without the other. So, Lord, bless us and strengthen us and guide us along the way. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him, and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamped round about them that fear him, and delivered them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, and there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Come, ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth life and love of many days, that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil, and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good, seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are about upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is a mention to cut off the remembrance of them that dareth. Amen. God bless you. May we see that.
Praise the Lord. It says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. We'll sing Shine on Me as the young adults get ready. Amen. Shine on me, oh Lord, shine on me. Let the light from the lighthouse shine on me, Lord, shine. morning well ask him oh let the light from the lighthouse shine on me oh shine
be content in every circumstance. You are Jireh. You are enough. Forever enough. Always enough. More than enough. He is. He is. Forever enough. Always enough. More than enough. I can see so clear what it's all about. So stay by my side when the sun goes down. Don't want to forget how I feel right now. Always enough, more than enough. He is, he is. Forever enough, always enough, more than enough. I'm already loved, I'm already chosen. I know who I am, I know what you've spoken. I'm already loved. Could imagine and that is enough. Oh, I'm already loved. I'm already loved. I'm already chosen. I know who I am. I know what you've spoken. I know what you've spoken. I'm already loved. Amen. Do you know he's enough? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hey. Hey. He is enough. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. I know that for a fact. We have a, a, a testimony that I'm 
my goodness, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm living in it. Yeah. You know, we lived in, in a miracle yesterday. I, I say that from the bottom of my heart. Amen. You know, my goodness, I <laughs> try not to express it all, but I just thank God. He is truly enough. You know, I'm a, you guys know I love financial jubilee, but sometimes money is not enough. <laughs> It'll do some good things, but it's not enough. It can't answer all your problems. It can't answer all your needs. And we don't depend on it that way. We are good stewards, but we don't depend on it. We depend on God. And as you know, my, my brother was here, you know, he's just trying to find a place for my dad. And we completely, I mean, we have exhausted all, all options that we know of in this current moment exhausted everything trying to find him the right place for him you know in this season of life and nothing is coming through you know and my brother came down because the landlord's like the end of this month it got to be out so we've been praying and, and asking god lord give us a just make a way we don't know what to do we got to get him cleaned out because this um landlord wants him to get out so we're going to pray we're going to meet with the landlord we're going to just do everything we can get everything emptied out the house take things to goodwill just get it ready that he can go so we did all that. My brother came here Wednesday, and we just been cleaning out. I went all yesterday, Friday, just Saturday, yeah, yeah, Friday, and just we did all that. Went around, still trying to find places. No, no options. So we're like, Lord, the last thing we'll meet with this landlord, just see if we can give it another try. Just me and my brother together. Met with him. No. Not budging, not moving, no, 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 no way around it. Money can't solve the problem. <laughs> well, we'll buy the house, yeah. Lord. No, can't do that either. Lord, God, okay. So we get in the truck and we're driving. And um, we had, um, I had contacted this lady. She has a, a place in, in Hartwell. And she said she's going out of business. I told my brother, I said, well, let's just go over there. Maybe she knows some options. Make a long story short. My dad has the best option set up for him. He's going to have a place with care and need and every single thing that we need. Amen. And this lady is keeping her business open for my dad. <laughs> she started taking notes and everything. I mean, my God. Praise the Lord. She came to the door, you know, and she said, I'm going out of business. You know, I, 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 I'm going out of business. My brother said, well, how, how long are you going to, you know? She said, well, what, what's, what's the situation? I said, well, my dad, he's, um, he has to be out at the end of this month. She said, oh, you guys are going to make me cry. Come on in. Let me hear a little bit more about your dad. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. He deserves all the glory. Praise God. He's worthy. Amen. Glory to his name. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. He's, he's so wonderful. Amen. We're just shouting in there. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Also, you see, we got newest band members here. Praise the Lord, Jesus. Amen. There is enough room. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord, Jesus. Actually, let's sing higher ground. I think there's a, there's a young kid's got we're pressing on by his grace. Amen. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I'm onward back. 
ground. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Oh, Lord, lift me up and let me sing by faith on heaven, stable land, a higher place oh, that I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. My heart has no desire to stay where doubts arise and fears dismay though some may dwell where these abound yes my prayer my aim is higher and that's your desire Lord lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven, stable land, a higher place than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. I want to scale the utmost height and catch a of glory bright but still I'll pray till heaven I found Lord plant my feet on higher Lord lift me up let's stand oh Lord lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land a higher plane. Amen. Have you found it? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory. Lord, plant my feet on higher. Let's keep pressing on. I'm pressing on. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying and I'm onward bound, Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Oh, Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land. I higher plane, oh, yes, that I have my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand. My faith on heaven's table land. A higher plane, oh Lord, and I have found. Lord, let my feet on higher ground. Praise. Good to see each and every one of you here today. Good to be here in the house of the Lord. Good to have smiling faces and going places. We sure had a good time yesterday. I want to thank all of you that had anything to do with the service and the food. It was very good. Brother Jack did a wonderful job and we had some good fellowship. And 
We're going to fellowship around the Word of God this morning with Brother Jack Duff. He's from West Palm Beach, Florida. Most of you met him. His wife and daughter's back there with us. And I think they're going to, she's going to sing um, when Brother Jack comes up to minister. So just keep him in prayer. Just remember, by way of announcements, when Brother Jack gets finished preaching today, he's got to catch a plane. That, well, I think he's going to take his wife and start with him. But they're going to, I say I think. According to what went on on the way up here. <clears throat> but they got to leave by 1230. They got to go so they can get to Atlanta. And the little kid's going to sing? Sure. Yes. Who's, if the little kid's going to sing, well, sit down. We're going to let the little kids sing. How many enjoyed that other thing about them big kids? Amen. And I want to give them a, a, a rose while they're here. I asked them, what, two weeks ago to sing that song? And that's how it took them two weeks to practice. Amen. And they did that well in two weeks. Amen. Amen. So ain't God good. All right, come on. Let's let the young kids sing, and then we'll bring Brother Jack out.
Rachel now. <laughs> let's stand to our feet. The, uh, the common theme around here is let's do this. We ain't got no room. Let's do this. We ain't got no room. Let's do this. We ain't got no room. Maybe we'll find a room in the end somewhere to put all these people up here. There's more people on this stage. I was telling Brother Jack, um, Sister Duff, there's more people sitting up here than there were in our first church service that are musicians than our first church service. And I want to thank the musicians. Let's give them a big hand. They had to learn that song in two weeks and then help. Hey, listen, they're our future. If the the Lord tarries a little bit more, we're going to need them. We're going to need that next generation to come up. And they will be a last generation, but until there is, we need all the help we can get. And we appreciate all of you adults and all of you that don't even have kids. We appreciate you pitching in and doing doing what you can and, and at least doing one thing, supporting them. They don't get any support outside, not in the world. It's just it's just negative and beat and batter, but let's when they're in here, let's give them an opportunity to blossom, an opportunity to bloom. We want our kids to go to school. We want our kids to learn a trade. We want them to go to college. We're not we're not um, uh, we don't want to raise a bunch of uh, people that that uh, that just don't know what they're doing. We want to have good uh, people to to you know what? How are you going to show God? Oh, it's real easy to show Him in here. You got to show Him out there, and where somebody wants to be like you, like I was telling Brother Jack, Brother Dale. I was showing him all the ones that he had that had come in from General Motors when he was working down there. Well, now if Brother Dale hadn't worked at General Motors, Brother Collie, where'd you been? Yeah, that's right. He said, "I don't know," <laughs> and that's right. There'd have been a lot of I don't knows, but there was six or seven that came out of GM, had a little church service down there, and, and I was telling him also where some of y'all were were sent here by their families to get away from the message and got plopped down. <laughs> Right beside somebody that was in the message. God's going to get you one way or the other. And you think, boy, that was some cruel parents. You know what? They were in the perfect will of God to send somebody to the United States to get away from the message. And she's here today, so we appreciate that. So God bless you. Let's sing open the eyes of my heart as Brother Jack Duff comes. Let him have his liberty. Like I said before, um, We'll get him back, and we'll have a whole weekend where we can fellowship with everybody. But today, he needs to they need to be gone about 1230. So let's sing Open the Eyes of My Heart for Brother Jack Duff. Eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. Good to have our young brother with us. Brother Neff Pally. And Brother Lee. 
priest is going to be interpreting for him. Open the eyes of my fellowship and uh, we appreciate um, your, your pastor brother Dale amen uh, his, his his ministry has just had a tremendous impact and I was talking to him yesterday he said you think 50 years is enough <laughs> and uh, just the, the time that he has um, given to serving the bride of Christ not just here in Lula uh, but your ministry has impacted people all over the world and uh, and we're very grateful for that. And I met um, you know Brother Wade a uh, number of years ago, and just really appreciate uh, the connection that we made there. And I was just so happy to hear uh, about the opportunity to come and be in fellowship. And uh, and I'm I'm glad we were able to make it happen this weekend. I actually thought I had a another place that I was supposed to be when he when he reached out to me, and then I called me tried to confirm and said, no, I forgot to tell you, Brother Jack, we got somebody else that weekend. Okay, no problem. That I know where I'm supposed to be that weekend. Amen. So I'm, I'm, I'm here and by, by, by the plan of God. And, uh, you know, we're, we're happy. So uh, my, my, my wife is with me, uh, Sister Erica, and uh, my, my youngest daughter, uh, Sister Sarah. And um, a couple things that I, I, I know I, I'm on a limited time schedule uh, this morning, but I did promise Brother Wade, I will return. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, this year is a really, really tight year. I got a lot of things happening uh, this year, you know, personal things as well as ministry things. But, um, you know, and, and trying to trying to put all that together. And, you know, one of the big things somebody asked me just to share is that we are we're in the process of uh, negotiating on a, on a new church, and um, you know we we run into uh, just a little roadblock, but we believe God can uh, help us overcome that. And uh, you know, and and you know, we we actually had a contract signed, and once we start doing our due diligence, we found some things that didn't necessarily uh, line up. They didn't tell us everything, so we we pulled out and we resubmitted a new contract. 
at a lower price. And, uh, you know, and they're saying, no, we don't want to accept that price. But, you know, we think it's a fair price based on the information that we we, we have. And uh, even last night I left here and I saw they have updated their listing. They've actually lowered the listing price uh, on this. And uh, I'm like, you all are getting closer to where we want to be. So so I'm just waiting on the Lord, right? And, uh, I mean, uh, we've kind of reached a spot where only God can kind of step in at this point in time. And, uh, and, and I'm reminded of scripture that says that he, he looks for opportunities uh, to come on behalf of his people. Right? So this is an opportunity for him to, to do that. So we uh, just keep us in prayer. We, we, we ask that you, 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 uh, you would do that for us. Um, and someone asks, was I related to Sister Brenda Lewis? Yes. Sister Brenda Lewis is my aunt. And uh, she and my mom, <clears throat> there were nine kids. And, uh, and out of the nine kids, she was one, one year older than my mom. My mom is Sister Ellen Burrs. And, um, uh, but, you know, they were, they were the only two out of the nine kids that came into the message. So, um, um, you know, yeah, it is what it is. So. But, uh, but yes, yeah, Sister, Sister Lewis is my aunt and, uh, and, and very, very grateful. It's going to take a stronger wind than this to keep me from my promises. It's going to take a stronger wind than this to turn me around. Going to take a stronger wind than this because my feet are on solid ground. She wrote another song. It says, It's already done. It's already done. The victory is won. The battle is over. It's already done. When your confession of faith is wavering and doubt is bombarding your mind, just speak, it is written. Just like Jesus said, the angel of the Lord is right on time because it's already done. I say that to the new church. It's already done. (laughs) The victory is won. The battle is over. It's already done. Hallelujah. And we used to say, I know that it's done. Oh hallelujah! We 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 thank the Lord for her. she she passed away on um, um, I know I can't remember the year but I know the date October seventh and um, we were um, when we looked at that because God is found in everything and October is the tenth month and on the seventh day and she believed Revelation ten seven. So we thank God for her. Um, Somebody asked me to share my testimony, and I'll have to say this. My testimony is a sermon by itself. And uh, I would love to do it, you know, because here's the the thing that I found out is that it's best for you to share your own testimony. Otherwise, the devil will try to give you one. With all the stuff that people say, this and that, they'll give you your own personal testimony. But when you share what happened to you, then nobody can take that from you. 
Amen. I want my daughter to come. Um, She is going to sing, and she had a little song in her heart that I think would be a a blessing. Amen. 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 So this is my daughter, Sister Sarah. Amen. Amen. upon you and a thousand 
generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you he is with you he is with you may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you he is with you he is with you in the morning in the evening in your coming and rejoicing in your weeping and rejoicing he is for you he is for you may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you he is with you he is with you in the morning in the evening and you're coming and you're going and you're weeping and rejoicing he is for you For, for that blessing, Amen. Amen. That's actually the title of the song, "The Blessing." So, uh, we like to leave that with you. Thank you, musicians. Uh, so wonderful, wonderful band. Amen. God bless you all. Amen. Um, we were we had a wonderful time on yesterday with the with the um, youth service. And um, towards the end of the service, uh, Brother Wade made a, a comment about something that you all have been doing uh, in regards to the um, uh, the statue of a perfect man. And I believe he said that you all were they were been teaching on that. So when I heard that, I said, you know, um, I think I got something in my my notebook <laughs> uh, that would kind of go right along with with uh, with that. So 
I wanted to just kind of bring a little thought this morning that would just kind of connect with what was already being taught here. Uh, Brother um, um, Brother Wade challenged me, says, try to choke us. <laughs> and I knew right then, I said, no, not me. I ain't going down that road. Not, not in this church, no. <laughs> There's some fine teaching that comes forth from this ministry. So... <laughs> So all, all I come to do is just put my shoulder to the wheel. Amen. And uh, amen. We thank the Lord for all things. So um, I know that you all are familiar with um, most of these scriptures, but um, there will be a slight uh, slant on, you know, what we will bring to you today. Um, so let's let's stand. Let's read a couple um, scriptures. A few years ago, we're going to go to Second Peter chapter one, just read from there first. And then, um, then I'll, I'll go into Joshua five. But a few years ago, I, I did a, a series of sermons on the, um, uh, on the, uh, the statue of a perfect man, but I took it from an angle of, um, finding different wars that were, uh, in the script in the old Testament where the virtue would have been represented in that war. And uh, so I, I, I titled it War Strategies, right? And I used the seven virtues as a strategy. So we started with faith and went all the way up through, uh, you know, charity. And we just found different places in the Bible where that virtue would have been expressed in that war. It was a war strategy. All right. So uh, just, just you know, we'll, we'll pick out one of those today and use it. Amen. We're going to use patience today. All right. So here uh, in the scripture, Second uh, Peter one, verse three, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and brotherly and, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they have to stay. They make you that ye should neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But He that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Amen. And it's just amazing to me that the man that actually took the ear off of a soldier that was coming to take Jesus is the man that's writing to us these things. It shows you what the power transformation can do uh, in a life. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, Let's go back over here to the book of Joshua, uh, chapter 5, and we will just catch a a, a verse there. Uh, A couple verses, starting at verse 13, Joshua chapter 5. It says, And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come? And Joshua fell on his face to the, uh, to the earth and did worship and said unto him, 
what saith my Lord unto his servant? Uh, and the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the ability to uh, read the word of God. But we know it takes the Holy Spirit to uh, bring clarity to what it is that we've read. Take control over this portion of the service. Thank you for all that has been done thus far. The worship, the testimony, uh, God, the specials, everything that's been done. Uh, that's been done, Lord, and, and we can feel your presence here. We know that you are welcome in this place. God, speak to us through your word and, and may hearts be transformed and changed by the power of the spoken word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Amen. Um, and again, I bring greetings from our church there uh, in West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, Spirit and Truth Tabernacle is our is our church. And um, my, you know, we um, and we don't experience weather like this uh, down where we're from. Amen. It, it, this might be the coldest day in in January, and we get only a few hours of that. Then the sun comes up, and it's all gone away. Uh, so uh, when we saw twenty something degrees, said, "My goodness!" Uh, but you know, nonetheless, we're happy to be here. Amen. So uh, this morning, I want to just take for a, a title: uh, War Strategies, Patience with God. Amen. Patience with God. When you go through the, um, uh, the, the statue of a perfect man, Brother Branham, when he gets to dealing with patience, uh, he, uh, he actually talks about two different um, types of patience. He says we need to have patience with God. And then he says we need to have patience with one another. Right. So uh, so, that, you know, and when I preached this at home, I actually took it. Uh, I went went both directions. I went one with patience with with one another and then one patience with God. So I want to just bring that 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 portion of it, patience with God. And as I mentioned, we find different strategies. Amen. Where where these virtues might have been um, uh, manifested in certain uh, uh, wars that happen in, in the scripture, certain battles that happen. And uh, just uh, just uh, 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 you know, just to get us started here, uh, when we started out with faith being the foundation, the the, the, the war that I, I looked at in Scripture was uh, with what happened with Gideon. All right, and there's a there's a number of things uh, you know that we can we can look in the Scripture. David and Goliath. I think David certainly stepped out on faith uh, before he went out and fought Goliath. I mean, a little little itty bitty bitty fellow getting ready to fight a giant. Faith was manifested in David when he went out. But Gideon's army also, we saw faith manifested there. Uh, and, and, you know, when, when you just look at the numbers, Gideon started out uh, in, a, in a battle with 32,000 um, warriors that he was going to fight with. But it was going to be 135,000 Midianites that were going to go against 32,000 Israelites. Now, when you look at that, the odds, when you have 135,000 Midianites versus 32,000 uh, Israelites, uh, the odds were four soldiers to one, right? Now, God tells uh, Gideon, he says, look, if, if there's anyone that's afraid and really doesn't want to go to go to battle, just make an announcement and see who all's afraid and let, just let, let them go back because we don't need them to go out to the battlefield and, 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 to, and to display that fear out on the battlefield. So he says, just let them go right now. And, uh, and so when Gideon made the announcement, he saw 22,000 men walk away. 
And now he's down to 10,000 soldiers, right? And now the odds have just increased. We have 13.5. I got to fight 13.5 men in order to overcome in this, in this, this battle, right? And, uh, and here, you know, it's 13.5 to one soldier in Israel. And so God does another thing. Says now, uh, let them go down to the water. And, and those that lap like dogs, put them to this side. And those that prostrate themselves, put them to another side. And when he gets down there, he sees that those that lap like dogs, they were 300. He says, that's the group that I want to go with. Now the odds are 450 soldiers to one. It takes faith to go out into a battle like this. It takes faith to know that it's not just you trying to overcome the enemy, but it's God that is in the midst of this battle. Hallelujah. And if God was in the midst of the battle with Gideon, then God is in the midst of the battle with you this morning. I don't care what the odds are. If God is for us, who can be against us? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. There was a a note that I had in my Bible. It said Gideon's strange battle strategy counted on the elements of surprise, confusion, and the enemy's mistaken assumption that they had fallen prey to an an, uh, innumerable uh, attacking force. The, The divinely conceived plan worked better than any man could have dared to hope. Hallelujah. Amen. We know God gave them the victory. And even when, when Gideon was afraid, he went down into the enemy's camp and the dream was interpreted about Gideon coming in and wiping out that army. Hallelujah. He had it. He was encouraged. His faith was increased and he was willing to go out and step forth in the battle. Brother Branham, when he talks about patience in the statue of a perfect man, he brings out seven characters. Uh, one is Abraham. The, the second one was Noah. The third was Moses. The fourth was the Hebrew boys. The fifth was Daniel. The sixth was Paul. And then on the seventh, the seventh, a group of characters, he he put the believers on the day of Pentecost when he talked about patience there. So here, you know, the first quote that I want to read here out of Statue of a Perfect Man, it says, patience with what? It says, what kind of patience? First thing is have patience with God. If you got real genuine faith, you have real genuine patience. Amen. Because faith worketh patience. When God says anything, you believe it. That's all you got patience. Say, well, I asked him last night to heal me and I'm just as sick this morning. Oh my, what patience, right? God told Abraham and 25 years later, uh, there wasn't even one sign. He was still believing. He was patient with God. And we know the scripture says that his faith got stronger the more he waited. I wonder if that can be our testimony that our faith actually gets stronger the longer we wait. Hey man, he goes on to say this, put him, uh, put him always before you. Let him be the next crossing thing. You can't cross him. So just keep him before you. He said, so it's going to happen. Uh, so it's going to happen. See, keep him before you. That's right. Now here, you know, just a little note here. Um, God told Abraham and 25 years later, there was, there wasn't even one sign. He was still believing he was patient with God. Uh Uh-huh. Brother Branham says that. Now I like, I like that, that statement because, you know, I can imagine Abraham going to the doctor with his wife 
And maybe, uh, you know, the doctor, you know, in the doctor's office and, you know, and uh, uh, you got all the, 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 the you know, the, the workers there. And maybe they, 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 they send a note back there to the doctor and say, it's Abraham again. It's Abraham again. And like, uh, sir, you know, look, um, we tried this last year. There was there was nothing. And, and he said, well, try it again, doc. Uh, Abraham, please. I mean, I'm year after year, maybe month after month, and and all these visits to the doctor, and and and, and it's like this guy's just really lost it. But one day he shows up at the doctor and say, "Please just try it again, doc." And doc goes and runs the test, and all of a sudden something shows up. My God! I mean, and and, and it took Abraham to be patient with God, just knowing that God was going to fulfill the promise that He had made to him. We got to have that same type of patience as Abraham's seed. Here Luke 21, 19 says, and your patience possess ye your souls. Very important for you to have patience because in your patience possess ye your souls. Let's look at this quote out of Revelation uh, Philadelphia Church Age, Revelation 310. Uh, Brother Branham says this, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, Amen. which shall come upon all the world to try them uh, that dwell upon the earth. What does he mean by the word of his patience? Hebrews 6, 13 through 15. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swear by himself. Amen. Saying, surely blessing, I will bless thee, and uh, multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. You see, the Spirit is speaking about the word of God, which is given to us. To wait for the fulfillment of that word required patience, even as it did in the case of Abraham. You know, I just love this because I'm going through this right now in my own personal life. As I'm waiting, I know God has given me a promise. Amen. And and I'm holding to that promise. I'm believing him for the new church. I'm believing him for our new school. I'm believing him for all these things, but I have to wait in patience. Don't get ahead of God. Just wait in patience. When God has made you a promise, he's made you a promise. I'm reminded of a testimony one time that Brother Bisco shared. And I'll come back to that. Uh, just leave it right where, right where we are there. Uh, I, I'll, um, brother Brother Bisco was um, was with Brother Branham, and um, and uh, he said that they were in the car together, and they were they were they were hunting for a certain animal, and um, and Brother Bisco wanted this animal, so Brother 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 Branham and him they're driving out in the car, and uh, he's like, I didn't get the animals. Like, uh, don't worry, God's going to give it to you, brother. He's like, uh, okay, brother, you know. I, we're in the car now, and I didn't get it. I don't know. He said, just, just wait, brother. God's going to give it to you. He said, all of a sudden, they're driving down the street, and this animal that Brother Bisco wanted comes walking across the street. And Brother Bisco's like, now, if he sees the car, he's going to start running. He's like, no, brother, no, don't worry, don't worry. He's like, Brother Branham, stop the car. If he sees the car, he's going he's gonna to run. I can get him right here. He's like, no, don't worry, brother. Just let me just keep driving. And he kept driving. Next thing you know, he says, uh, now, brother, this is really going to be impossible because if I shoot the animal, he's going to drop in the street. And I don't have any way to get that animal out of here. To, to, I, don't, I mean, this is, this is going to be impossible. He says, no, brother, when God has given you something, he's given you something. So he drove right up on the animal. Drove right up on him and said, now get out, brother, and shoot the animal. Brother Bitchell got out, shot the animal, and he watched the animal walk. 
walk off the off the off the street, walk into a ditch and lay down where nobody could see him. But but Brother Branham and Brother Biscoe knew he was there. I mean, and Brother Branham said, look, brother, when God is giving you something, he's giving you something. He works it all out with his own plan. You don't have to add anything to his plan. He works it all out according to his will. We just need to be patient. Let's keep reading this quote. He says, and so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. You see, the spirit speaking about the word of God, which is given to us to wait for the fulfillment of that word required patience, even as it did in the case of Abraham. He endured as seeing him who is invisible. He was patient. And then the word finally was fulfilled. This is the way God teaches his people patience. Why, if he fulfilled his word in physical manifestations, the very instant you prayed, you would never learn patience, but would, would, would become even more impatient with life. So God answers your prayer like that. See, we think we live in the microwave age, and we think we serve a microwave God. He doesn't operate that way. Amen. So you have to pray, and then you have to wait. Then you have to pray, and then you have to wait. But the longer you wait, your patience is developing. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Let our faith get stronger as we wait. Let our praise get stronger as we wait on God. Hallelujah. Amen. He says you become more, even more impatient with life. Let me show you this truth even more fully set forth. Hebrews eleven seventeen. by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises, the word of God, offered up his only begotten son. There it is. Abraham was tried after he received the word of promise. Most think as soon as we pray in Jesus name over the good promises of God, that there could not be a trial. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. But here it says that Abraham was tried after he received the promise. You're going to be tried after you get the encouragement or the inspiration from scripture. You'll be tried after that. Now you got to hold to that word. Glory to God. You can't look at anything. You got to hold to that word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If Abraham had to do it that way, that's the same way we're going to have to do it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He says, um, uh, but, but here it says Abraham was tried after he received the promise. That's exactly correct. According to the psalmist referring to Joseph. Uh, uh, in Psalm 105, 19, until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. God gives us exceeding great and precious yes. promises. He has promised to fulfill them. Yes. He will. Yes. Amen. I like that. He promised to fulfill me and he will. Yes. But from the time we pray until the time we get the answer, we must learn to see patience into our souls for only in patience do we possess life. He says, may God help us to learn this lesson even as we know the people of the sixth age learn uh, patience. We, re we read the history of, their, of the lives of those great Christians. What a, co what a contrast we see between their lives and ours for they were so patient and quiet and today we are all overcome and and, and and over impatience and haste. And, and the, the prophet is telling nothing but the truth. We overcome with it. I mean, I, I can't wait for nothing. 
I can't wait in line. If the line is too long, I'm out of there. I mean, I thought they said this was fast food. I'm on to the next place. No, we got to learn patience. And God sends us trial after trial after trial so that we can develop our patience. He said Noah uh, was patient. Noah preached 120 years. Uh, It says plenty of patience, not even dew fell from heaven. Wasn't nothing just as dusty as it ever was for 120 years, but he was patient. Waiting on God, he was was patient. Uh, Here in this next quote, he says uh, Noah had patience. Yeah, Noah had real godly patience. God said, I'm going to destroy this world with rain. And Noah preached 120 years, plenty of patience. Not even dew fell from heaven. Wasn't nothing just a dusty, uh, just as dusty it ever was for 120 years. But he was just, he was patient. Then God tries your patience. Look look at that. Look at that statement. God, we think it's the devil. We want to blame everything on the devil. I mean, I saw this little um, a cartoon or something like that, and Satan was kind of going in and out of the presence of God, and he was just upset, you know. And, and it says, uh, and so it, God started talking, what, what's, what you're so upset about? He's like, they're blaming, blaming me for things I never even did. <laughs> I want you to get this. God is trying your patience. Amen. Whatever trial that you're going through this morning, God is trying your patience. God tries these virtues. Hallelujah. Amen. It says, after he told Noah, now he said, now I want you to go ahead and get in the ark. I'm going to run the animals in there. I want you to get in, climb way upstairs now so you can look out top window. Now I want, I want you to get in there. I want you to tell these people tomorrow what I've been preaching for 120 years is going to take place. All right. You go down there and tell them. Now I'm going to skip this next one here. Uh, because let me just kind of help you understand how God tried Noah's patience. Noah's inside the ark uh, with the animals, and, and they know that God is actually is, is the one that has shut the door. God has closed it. Nobody else can come in no matter how much they're knocking, but there's been no rain for seven days. And they're still inside the ark locked up. And the way God tries the patience is, is Miss Noah. She comes up and she says, uh, do you think that this was right? Because we locked in here now, Noah. We got all the animals locked in and no rain has been on the first day. No rain on the second day. And I can imagine maybe the kids was having a conversation with mom. And uh, they're like, now, mama, you need to go tell daddy something. Hallelujah. So Miss Noah shows up and she, and, and, and she tries Abraham by saying, do you think we're, we're in the will of God? What about this? What about that? And Abraham cannot, ex- I mean, I'm sorry, Noah cannot explain any of these things. Noah knows that God told me to preach. It's going to rain. I preached it for 120 years. He sent the animals. I didn't go looking for these animals, but God sent the animals to me. I'm inside the ark and I don't know when it's going to rain, but I do know this much. It's going to rain. But God is trying his patience even through his family. He endured. He saw the rain come. They saw the rain come. They knew daddy wasn't crazy anymore. God has a way of proving things in his own time. But until then, you have to wait in patience. Brother Branham said Moses had patience. 
Oh my, I love the Lord. Uh, and, 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 and the way that Moses showed his patience, let's look at this out of quote here. It says, uh, why the, the way he showed is, is, is just go back up with, he demonstrated his patience when he stood yeah. before Pharaoh with the snakes. Yeah. This is how Moses showed his patience. He demonstrated when he stood before Pharaoh with the snakes. It says, uh, you know, and just, just get in your mind how Moses walks out there and, you know, he knew he had come in contact with a supernatural God and had his commission and he walked out with that stick. And, and, and even, you know, when you look at it in the scripture, Moses threw that stick down for the first time it turned to snake. He took off running from it. Yeah. Right. Moses took off running, which, you know, I have to say there's an element of, uh, of what, uh, what, what Moses had in him is also inside of me, right, right, right. because if if I would have took a stick and it threw it down yeah. and it turned into a snake, I would have run. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. I would have just took off running. Yeah. And, and then here's what God does to, in order to take the fear out of Moses. I want you to reach down, pick that snake up by the tail, not knowing what was going to happen. And in his mind, he's thinking, pick it up by the tail where his head could hit me. I mean, it takes faith to believe God. Right? I mean, it takes faith to go against your own, uh, your, your own belief system. Why would I do something like that? Moses reaches down by faith and he had to get rid of the fear. And I could, there was nobody there. I can see the snake just looking at Moses. And Moses may be like, is there anybody here that can pick this thing? Nobody. Just move. I mean, I mean, he's here by himself. Pick him up. I told you to throw him down. Now you pick him up. <sighs> Turns back into the stick like, oh, my. Okay, I'm ready to go to his, I'm going to go to Egypt now. I'm ready to go. And he gets to Egypt and this supernatural experience. He takes his stick and say, oh, yeah, you want to see something, Pharaoh? God is with me. Throws it down again. Turns into a stick. And then he hears the Pharaoh say, that's a cheap magician trick. My, my question is, what were they practicing in Egypt? What were they practicing in Egypt? That this man could call it a cheap magician trick. But what Moses did, he got there and he saw, you know, Janice and Jambers can do that. They throw it out. They got two snakes. Now, Moses, what you got? Moses had to stand in patience because he knew he did exactly what God told him to do. So now I'm just going to stand here. I'm going to just let God do what he's going to do. And before you knew it, Moses' snakes start swallowing the other snakes. And then Moses knew. Uh, 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 what, what to do when, when, when that happened just reach down pick it up again it's going to go back to a rod and now where's Janice and Jambri snakes in my rod I can bind their snakes and if I throw it down I can loose their snakes oh glory to God Moses had to wait in patience here you know brother Branham says it in Statue of a Perfect Man, he says, why he, ha- he said that, that cheap magician trick, come here a minute, come here. Janice and Jambridge, throw your sticks down. They throw them down and they turn into a serpent. Man. Said, now you cheap thing, come down here to me, an Egyptian, a pharaoh of Egypt, and you come down here with some of, some of your cheap magician tricks, some of your hoax. You know mind reading. You know what I mean? I hope, I hope you're reading about it. 
mental telepathy um, or, or, or something you see, yeah, come down over here, some of that, said, well, we can do the same thing you do. What was Moses? He didn't say, oh, Mr. Pharaoh, I'm sorry, sir. I'll be your slave. No, sir, he stood still. And I believe y'all got that sign right there, right in front of you. Say, be still and know that I am God. No, he stood still. Stay right there. God said, just no doubt in his heart, hold your peace. I'll show you something when you've done exactly what he he said, do, seems like it went wrong, stand still, be patient. Oh, we can be encouraged with the word of God. Stand still and be patient. Here, you know, the, 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 the prophet used the Hebrew boys. They had patience to wait on God. And we all know the story there. And Daniel and the lion's den had patience to wait on God. Uh, but he also picked up Paul and said Paul was patient. Oh, my. Let's look at this. He says, sir, look at what Paul had to do. Talk about patient. Now, let's look at Paul for a little bit. Amen. I'm picking up Acts 23 and verse 11. Uh, it says this. And the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, be of good cheer. Paul, for thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem. So must thou bear witness also at Rome. So now Paul has a promise here that he has to go to Rome. And that's all he has is a promise. But before he gets to Rome, there are a number of things that happens in Paul's life. Now, I want to just pick up this. Uh, It says uh, the Bible states that there were several Jews who uh, were who banded that they would kill him. Amen. We find that uh, in the book of Acts. Also in Acts 24, he was taken to Felix uh, who prolonged his judgment for two years and hoped that Paul would give him money to buy his freedom. Right. Here's some other things that Paul went through in Acts 25. He stood before Festus who replaced Felix and appealed to stand before Caesar. Uh, But remember the prophecy now. Amen. Because the prophecy says you must bear witness of me at Rome. So in Acts 25, he appeals and says, I want to stand before Caesar. Amen. And uh, uh, the prophet is that, and since he was going to bear witness in Rome, this was a way for him to get to Rome. Right. He also had to stand before King Agrippa. And he began to give his personal testimony of his conversion. And I, and I got a little note. I said, I like how Paul did this with Agrippa. He began to give his personal testimony of his conversion. What happened to him on the road to Damascus? Right? He began that personal testimony. And, um, and, and I like it because when he stood before Agrippa, Paul did not try to break into all the mysteries. Amen. It wasn't the mysteries that actually impacted Agrippa. Amen. It was the, the, the greatest mystery that you could ever break into is the mystery of your conversion. Hallelujah. You talk about a mystery. How did you end up here? How did you come to the message? How did you come to Jesus Christ? That is a mystery. How did God do that in your life? Share that mystery with people. Hallelujah. Amen. As Paul began to share just the mystery of his conversion. I mean, they knew what they knew this guy. They knew, I mean, he used to uh, 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 run Christians down to kill them. He was doing all kinds of things. How did you come to walk in this way, Paul? What happened to you? He began to share his own personal testimony. And that mystery alone began to cause a grip and say, you almost persuade me. 
You almost persuade me. I, I, I think I might want to do this. Hallelujah. In Acts 27, now, Paul got the, uh, the promise in Acts 23 that he was going to go to Rome. But now we find him going, just walking right through the scriptures. Acts 27, he finally set sail for Rome. And when he set sail for Rome, they got hit with a tempestuous wind called Euroclidon. And and, 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 and and we see these all the time in Florida. They're hurricanes. That's what this was. Euroclidon was simply a named hurricane. We have them all the time in Florida. Man, most people say, how could you live in something like that? I don't know. I, I say the same thing when I come up north and feel the cold weather. How could you live in something like that? While they, when they got hit with Euroclidon, they're stuck on the ship, and the ship is actually uh, falling apart all around them. And uh, he was promised, though, while he was in the middle of the storm, he was promised that anybody that is with you will be spared. Hallelujah. They were not allowed, even though there were uh, there was some ready to jump off the ship and get into some smaller boats to try to get to safety. It says, no, anybody that is with me will be spared. You can't get out the boat when the storm comes. I'm going to say that again. You cannot get out the boat when the storm comes. What you have to do is just be patient. Glory to God. Amen. See, they were, they were not allowed to get out of the boat if they were going to survive. Once the ship became stuck, the soldiers were desiring to kill some of the prisoners unless they escaped. But because Paul was on board, and even though he was a prisoner, the centurion refused the request of the soldiers to kill some of the prisoners. Hallelujah. Some had to swim to land. Others that could not swim just grabbed a floating piece of wood in order to get to safety. And I want to just give you an encouragement. If you're floating on a just a broken piece of the ship, you can make it on broken pieces. Hey, you can make it on broken pieces. Glory to God. Amen. You are, and, and I want to tell you another thing. You are still in the perfect will of God when you are enduring Euroclidon. Because we go through a trial like that and we feel like God has left us. But no, when you're in the middle of Euroclidon, you're still in the midst of the will of God, the perfect will of God, because God told Paul that he must bear witness in Rome. He didn't tell him everything he was going to have to go through before he got to Rome. But he was still patient, just waiting on God. And once they made it to safety, he got bit by a snake. (laughs) And here's the thing. You might get bit by a snake. Sometimes people can be snakes. But you got to learn to just do what Paul did. Just shake it off. Remember, you're still in the perfect will of God. Even in the middle of your client. Right. Brother Branham said, when you've done exactly what he said, do seems like it went wrong. Stand still. Amen. Be patient. Amen. He remained patient in all of this as he was promised that he would bear witness also at Rome. And we see Paul, when Brother Branham said, you talk about patient, Paul went through a lot and he remained patient with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, here, the last one he uses is the Pentecostals. Pentecostal believers had to wait 
until they were endued with power from the high. They had to be patient, waiting on God. Let's pick up a scripture out of Hebrews 10, verse 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Brother Branham gives a little testimony of a a sister here. Let's look at this in the hours. Come, it says, recently she had sent one of those handkerchiefs to her sister for her little baby that had a club foot. She told the lady, she said, you tie the handkerchief on its foot and the Lord is going to heal it. So she left the handkerchief on about two weeks and it got so dirty and she said, you can wash it and then and then put it back on. Amen. So she did, and the handkerchief got uh, getting kind of old and worn. She said, well, there's no difference in the baby's foot. said, I guess I might as well take it off. She said, oh, don't you do that. said, if it comes to pieces, you tie it with strings, then tie it back on there. And it said, because I, it said, because I know that it will get well. She's seen so many things done in the meetings. And, uh, and the woman did that. She just had a few strings of that handkerchief uh, tied on the baby's foot. And one morning she went to get the baby and the Lord had been there that night. And the baby's foot was straight. And she brought the baby to the meeting to show and brought the strings that was left on the handkerchief and had the baby's picture before and where it was then, how the little baby's foot uh, was clubbed in like that, a little baby about eight or ten months old, and there was the little baby's foot just as normal as any other baby. Now, what if she just throw the handkerchief away and say, well, that's where we missed the blessings. Says we're afraid to wait on God just a little bit, right? So you've heard that only wait again. I I hear that whisper only wait. It won't be very long. Even now the father's hand is pleading soon with Jesus. Uh, we, we will sing the victory song. That's right. Just wait on God. Believe it. Confess it. Stay with it. And God will bring it to pass for you. I want to say it again. Believe it. Confess it. Stay with it. And God will bring it to pass for you. Glory to God. The prophet goes on in the statue of a perfect man. He says, now, if you got that kind of patience, after God gives you a promise, And you see it in the Bible. It's mine. It says, then wait. Once you see it in the Bible and realize after you see the promise, that's when the trial actually happens. It's not the, not the answer happens. No, the trial happens. The trial happens when you see it, you get inspiration from the scripture. God gave me this promise. And and I was just uh, listening to a tape recently, unchangeable God, brother Branham say, even no matter what promise it is in the Bible, even in the Old Testament, if you see something that God wrote, even to the children of Israel, take it personally to yourself. Make it personal to you and say, stand on that. It becomes your personal property. Even though it was written to somebody else, I read it, so I'm taking it as mine. I'll tell you another thing that I've taken as mine. Everything that I ever loved and everything that ever loved me 
I will see them on the other side. Hallelujah. I, I believe the prophet shared that for a reason to encourage us. Sometimes we worry a little bit uh, about too many things, but everything we love and everything they ever loved us, we'll see on the other side. How's it going to happen? I cannot explain that part, but I believe God. Amen. He says this, um, you're getting, he says, he says uh, th- then you got that kind of patience added to your faith and see how high you're getting now. You're getting way up here now. All right. The clock hand is getting, uh, getting way around too, isn't it? All right. All right. Add this to your faith. All right. It says always putting him before you remembering it was, it was, it was he that promised wasn't me promised wasn't pastor promised or brother Neville. It wasn't some other minister promised it. It wasn't some priest or Pope. It wasn't no man of the earth. It was God made the promise and God is able to keep everything he promised. All right. If you got that kind of faith to know that God promised it. Say, Brother Branham, I'm sick. I need a healing. Awful bad. Accept it. It's a gift given to you. Yes, sir. If thou canst believe, well, you, you say, I do believe. Then forget it. If you believe, then forget it. That's all. It's all over. See, have patience. If you got patience, if you're not, if you're not, you're crumbling off of this building here. See, it'll knock all the rest of it down. The one, that one thing, God got to have that. Don't add it because, uh, that, that, but he says, don't add it because it'll wreck your building. If you haven't got patience, if you haven't got virtue to add to your faith that you, that you say you got. And if you haven't got any faith and try to put virtue on it, it'll break your faith down. So you say, well, wait a minute. Maybe this is the, that, that's all a mistake. Anyhow, maybe God isn't God. Maybe there is no God. See, it'll break the thing right in two. But even when you're going, no matter what you're going through, even you're quiet on, you're still in the, in the will of God. So just be patient and wait. Paul had to be patient and wait to get to Rome. No, no snake bite could stop him. No Euroclidon can stop him because God told him he was going to Rome. No change in government could stop him. Nothing could stop Paul from getting to Rome. Nothing's going to stop you from getting to your destination. I have to move forward. I'm running out of time. I'm running out of time, I tell you. Lord Jesus. Let's get back over here to this war strategy. Oh, my. Let me... um. I got to skip some things. Just bear with me. I... <sighs> there was a scripture that I wanted to read out of 2 Samuel 5, and I'll just read that really quick. It's in my notes. Um, one time in battle, David had to display this, this patience when he went in battle. And... Um, Oftentimes we go to things, and I, and I want to show this. The reason I say war strategies because oftentimes we look at God doing something one way and that he's going to do it that way all the time. Actually, Brother Branham said we make an idol out of God when we do that. Right. We actually have to allow God to be God. Right. And whatever way he desires to work, that's the way we want him to work. So there's different ways that he, he strategizes. There's different things that he will tell you to do at different seasons of your life, and, and it's still the same God providing you the victory. And uh, when we look back in some of the things, David was in one battle, and God told him to do it one way. But now he gets to another battle, so no, 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 I want you to wait now. 
And we pick this up in, in, in 2 Samuel 5, verse 19. It says, And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines without delivering them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thine hand. And David came to Baal Perazim. And David smote, smote them there and said, The Lord, it says, The Lord hath broken forth upon my enemies before me as the breach of waters. Therefore he called the name of that place Baal Perazim. Yep. Now, uh, I just looked at this in the Hebrew lexicon. That word Baal Perazim means Lord of the breaks. It means Lord of the breaks, right? And it's, it's, the, it's the site of victory over, uh, of David over the Philistines and of a great destruction of the image called uh, Mount Perizim. So, but but when, when you come to a place called Baal Perizim, it's Lord of the breaks. And I want to tell you something. Whenever you get into a spot like that, there's one of two breaks that you can have. The first is a breakthrough. If you're waiting on the Lord at a place like Baal Perizim, you can, have, you can experience a breakthrough. But if your patience is not at the level it needs to be, you can also experience a breakdown. But he's the Lord of the breaks. He wants to give you the breakthrough. Verse 21 says, and there they left their image, images, and David and his men burned them. And the Philistines came up yet again and spread themselves in the valley. Now, watch this, the valley of Rephim. Now, first he says, go up, go up. You know, he inquires of the Lord, he says, he says, go up. But now in verse 23, the strategy changes. And when, the, when David inquired of the Lord, he said, thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass behind them and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. Hallelujah. And let it be when thou hearest the sound. Now, he had to sit there under the mulberry trees until he heard that sound. And when thou, because uh, he says, when thou hearest the sound of the going and the tops of the mulberry trees, then that then thou shalt bestir thyself, but then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord had commanded him and smote the Philistines from Geba until thou come to Gazer. Right there in uh, those few verses, we see two different strategies that God gives David. The second strategy required patience. Sit there underneath the mulberry tree and wait to hear the sound in the top of the mulberry tree. Then you know God has gone before you and the Philistines have been given to you. But you have to wait. Don't get ahead of God. Don't jump out there. Wait, David, I'm giving you a strategy. This is how you're going to overcome in this battle. We ought to seek God. Amen. When we're going through different trials and all like, seek God. Let him give you the strategy. How do you know one of these virtues is not being tested in you? Because God is the one that sends the test. The prophet told us he tries them. God tries them. So don't get in a hurry. Don't get in a, don't get ahead of God. Just wait. We see this in Joshua. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm skipping. I have to for the sake of time. Right. We see this in Joshua. When we picked up a man there in Joshua chapter um, uh, five, we'll go back and just read that really quick. Joshua five, verse 13. It says, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? 
And he said, nay, but as captain of the hosts of the Lord, am I now come? And we know the captain of the hosts is none other than the Lord Jesus himself. All right. It says, uh, I am come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, what saith my Lord unto his servants? Now, unto his servant, I want you to get just in that little statement. When, when he says, what saith my Lord unto his servant? Don't, we, want, we don't want to be too quick to go into the next verse. But Brother Branham actually tells us Joshua was receiving a strategy at this moment. When he, when he, when he says, what saith uh, my Lord unto his servant? God was actually, uh, he was giving him a strategy of what to do in Jericho. This is how Joshua knew what to do. When we get to uh, chapter 6, this is how he knew what to do because he, was, he received the strategy right here. But in this strategy, in order to overcome in Jericho, it was going to require patience. But in your patience, you possess. Right? So, so, so he had, it required some patience, but this right here is where he got the strategy. Now the next verse tells us, and the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy, thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place where thou standest is, is holy. And Joshua did so. I, I like that. And because uh, I'm sure Joshua heard Moses' testimonies of, of how he got to the burning bush and, you know, and he was told to take off his shoes and he was standing on holy ground and, and all the, the great things that he saw. I just saw, I saw this great light in the burning bush. But when Joshua hears this testimony, amen, of the same thing Moses heard to take off his shoes, he, he was no longer standing in the presence of a great light, but that light had become a person. The light had become a man. And Joshua saw a man, the captain of the Lord's host, standing in his presence, giving him the same command that he gave Moses. I can just tell you like this, in every generation, the manifestation gets greater. Hallelujah. I'm expecting greater manifestation. I, 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 I want to just, you know, this, this, this strategy that he gives Joshua at this time, he tells him, says, Joshua, I want you to go up and tell the people that they're going to march around Jericho one time. For six days, they're going to march around one time around these walls of Jericho. And we got to understand these walls are massive walls. They were, they were so, so big that you could have chariot races on the wall. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And, 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 and Joshua's strategy, just tell the people, say, now just go march around the walls just one time for the first six days. Say, but now when you get to the seventh day. I want you to march around the walls seven times on the seventh day. This required patience. And now after we get to the seventh day and after we march around the wall seven times, then what I want you to do is have the, the, uh, the trumpeters blow their trumpets. And it says, and after that, I want you to tell the people that they can shout. Now, while they're walking around the first, the first uh, six days, no talking at all. And when they go around seven times on the seventh day, no talking at all. Hallelujah. Amen. And can you imagine maybe somebody wanting to say something? Like, no, don't say a word. Nobody says anything. Only when I bid you shout is when you can shout. And they walked around that first day. Maybe the people were tired. Like, oh, my, this was this was a major task. And you want us to do this six days? Not only that, yeah. 
But on the seventh day, seven times, that's what God said. They marched around the first time for second day, third day, fourth day. My, maybe they were wore out. But how somehow God gives them supernatural strength because people know that the promise is at hand. And on that seventh day, they get enough strength to go around seven times. Now they're all wore out and tired. Come to the end of the battle. He says, now tell them to blow the trumpet. And say, now, now can you imagine? I want you to get this in your mind. They were wore out. They were beat down. Uh, the sun all over, maybe a hot Florida sun in the middle of the desert somewhere. I mean, they, I mean, they wore out. Hallelujah. I, I, I want to tell you, sometimes God asks for your best praise. When you're wore out, when, when, when the trial has been so great, you can't even bear anymore. But this is when God asks you to give your, your, your best shout, your best praise. When you're going through your worst, that's when he asks for your best. Yeah. They get around and say, now you want us to do what? When they blow this trumpet, I want you to give the best praise you got. No weapons, no, no cannon, no sword, no spear, no bombs. Praise. Praise. Your strategy is give God praise. That, that's what I want you to do. In the midst of just give me praise. You've been patient. You've been waiting on me. I'm going to take this wall down. You don't have to worry about it. Let me be God. They blew the trumpets, and when they blew that trumpet, said, Joshua said, now it's time to let out that shout. And brother, the people begin to praise God. They begin to worship. And, and, and before you knew it, they saw the walls just coming down. Now, the walls had to fall in a very specific way. Because there was one house on the wall that could not come down. And it was the house of Rahab. Her house was still standing and she had that scarlet thread out the window because she believed what the messengers had said. So God had to preserve her house while the rest of the wall came down. You talk about a victory. But the people had to be patient and waiting on God to manifest this great victory. Here, Brother Branham makes a statement in the sermon if God be with us, then where's all the miracles? Joshua, oh, the great conqueror, oh, the successor of Moses, a man that God loved, a mighty warrior, a man that God loved. God told him, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. But before the walls fell, Joshua marched according to the, according to the chief's captain's orders. So when did he receive the orders? Back there when it says, you know, uh, uh, what saith my Lord unto your servant? That's when he received the orders. Joshua marched according to the chief captain's orders around the wall 13 times before the power of God ever struck the thing. He marched around the wall and sounded the trumpet according to the word of God that the chief captain told him out there when he met him. He marched according to the word of God. What did he do? He acted upon the word before he saw 
the miracle. We all have to do that. We have to act upon the word before we see the miracle. You know, just to sound a trumpet don't shake down a wall that you can run chariot races around sounding a trumpet. But God said, just march around the wall seven times in the last day. March, uh, March, uh, uh, March 7th and 13 times as you go around the wall at the last time, let the priest go before the ark and sound the trumpet. And when the trumpet sounds, the walls will shake down what they do. He saw the miracle of God after he acted on the word of God. Where is your miracle? Act on his word first. How could the walls be shook down and leave one little house standing? A harlot's house. Because she acted on the word of God. Why did the rest of them die and she lived? She acted on the word of God and she saw the miracle of God. That's the way to find it. Act on the word. Hallelujah. Brother Branham goes on to say this in the message of resurrection. He preaches this in West Palm Beach. Now, I believe I told you the truth or an error. I had the Bible here to back up. Uh, back up. Tell me I told, I told the truth. The Holy Spirit's here. I believe that if each one of you will be sincere in your heart now, you would get just what you asked for. Now, when Joshua crossed the River Jordan, they marched around Jericho, and, and then they let out a shout. The walls of Jericho fell. They went in and took the city. All want this afternoon, you, you want healing? Let's go in and take it. If you want healing, it's, it's yours. God promised it to you. It's yours. If you want salvation, it's yours. But let's go in and take it. They were patient, they were waiting. They did exactly what God told them to do. And remember, the trial comes after you receive the promise. But if you hold on to what God told you, because he's developing your patience in the midst of that. If you hold on to what God has promised you, God's word cannot and will not fail. The most solid thing you have in your possession is the word of God. I encourage you, just be patient. Wait on God. He'll use a strategy. He'll give you something to overcome the enemy with. But follow, follow his word. Follow his strategy. You'll rise in victory. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, Lord, we thank you for your word that just speaks to our heart. You know where we are. You know what we need. The encouragement, the strength that we need, Lord, that we get from the word of God prophet has said so much to us lord just to help us in our journey and even the scripture speaks so much to us lord we see all the things paul went through and sometimes our trials are just as great it seems like in any way but lord we need to understand that no matter how great it is if you have made a promise you wanted us to do something you have a purpose or a plan for us there is nothing the devil can do that can stop us from fulfilling the plan that you have in our life all you need from us is to be patient, yes. to wait on you, to wait for you, 
knowing God that you will you will fulfill the very promise that you made. We don't have to try to make it happen. We don't have to try to rush the process. But Lord, all we, all we have to do is just wait yeah. on you. That that's where Lord, many of us uh, begin to lose in the battle. We we can't wait. But God, help us, Lord, in this area of our life, Lord, just to wait on you. you you're in control. Father, I pray your blessings upon this wonderful church. Uh, Lord, Pastor Dale and Lord, all that have assembled around him and Lord, the number of years that he has served uh, the bride of Christ, not just here in Lula, but Father, Lord, all over the world, people have been blessed by his ministry and not only his ministry, but the other ministries that have come forth from this pulpit. God, I'm happy to just put my shoulder to the wheel with these brothers and I pray your blessings upon uh, all the saints of this church that you just continue to bless them. Those that stream, those that are part father and, and they're not able to be here, but they're still a part of this ministry. Bless them, oh God. Help us all to remain encouraged and strengthened, Father, for the hour we serve. God, we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church. I'll turn the service over to Brother Wade. Amen. Now, I didn't tell him what what virtue we on. Patience. <laughs> so I don't have to preach next week. He preached my sermon for me. And he's talking about, hey, I always tell him, I said, this ain't a microwave religion. This is a crock pot religion. Right. Slow and steady. Slow and steady. But good job. Give him another hand. That's the Lord. That's the Lord because that we've been we started on patience last Sunday, so so you just re-preached it and preached it again. So hey, listen, that's what God He fills in the gaps. He fills in the gaps. I'm I'm a poor excuse for a teacher, but He did a good job. He just got it all right in there, didn't He? Took just an hour. Good job. But good to have them with us. Uh, good to be in the house of the Lord. Let's sing a song. If anybody has a need, just real quick, let's sing a song. He loved He did not owe. I owed a debt. I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. I now can sing a brand new song of amazing grace. All day long, Christ Jesus paid a debt that I. Oh, 
came back for me to live with him eternally. to help him. He didn't need no help. He brought that wall down and I can just see them guardian angels standing around Rahab's house. As all them, as all the bricks were falling and everything started, they're, they're holding the wall up. They're all standing there. All them angels, the guardian angels. They had a commission. Save that woman and her family. And that thing was sticking up like a digging up like a pole. The whole city was flattened. And here stood, here stood this ensign that God was going to do what He said He'd do. And what we see, we saw the red. I told him, Brother Jack, you know, she was a harlot. They threw a harlot down in front of Jesus one day, and he got clear of them all of them. He said, Lady, where's your accusers? She said, I have none. Amen. Rahab, where's your accusers? She's looking around. They're all dead. I don't have none. <laughs> so she became in the lineage now. That's right. Of the Lord Jesus. Married Salmon and there wasn't no other accusers. So God got rid of all them. So I want God to get rid of our accusers. He'll get rid of all that. We'll be okay. And we appreciate Brother Jack. Let's give him another hand. We want him to come back. We're trying to get a weekend where we can have him back for the whole weekend and he will not have to we are not going to get him a ticket for Sunday afternoon I promise you that that's <laughs> right but just pray for him uh, down there in West Palm Beach pray for the, the, the trying to get that new building and, and all that we just pray that everything will, will be done for God's honor and glory let him have the praise and honor and glory and we appreciate each one of you coming this weekend uh, just tell them God bless you and, and love them with the love of the Lord. Glad to meet his wife there back there and had some fellowship with them and a daughter. And we appreciate them coming. And we're just going to pray that there's no traffic between here and down there. Everybody from Atlanta, we know why that is and how that is. That uh, it gets crazy sometimes. And so does the airport. So we want to give pray that they get traveling mercies. And, and we'll have him back soon. He's a busy man. I didn't know he was that busy, but he's a busy man have to get to him but uh, but we sure appreciate him and love him with the love of the lord and uh we appreciate the time that he had to come up here it was precious we won't have to do this very much longer no we'll just travel like a thaw we'll not need delta we'll not need spirit we might need we need the holy spirit but we don't need spirit air that's right brother the holy spirit don't cancel any flights spirit air might <laughs> That's right. The Holy Spirit never has canceled a flight. We're going to take one, and that's getting out of here. So let's um, let's bow our heads just for a moment. Let's pray for mercy for the, for the travel back home. Heavenly Father, thank you for, for bringing us here, Lord, and keeping us close together as a tight-knit family, Lord. We, we just brought another piece of the family in. And, Lord, we, we know that one thing's for sure, that your word will not return void. It will accomplish what it said it would accomplish. 
We will have patience to wait on you, number one. And, Lord, I pray that you'd be with our brother, Lord, in in the acquiring of the building, that everything will go well. And with the saints down there, Lord, we pray for each one. Brother Willie smiling and the different ones, Lord, that we do know. We pray that you just be with them, Lord, and, and give them discernment. Give them discernment in the, in, the, in the deciding of the things they need to do with this building. And Father, we pray that you'd be with him, Lord, now on the highways as he takes his car back and gets on the airplane with his family, Lord. May there be no bumps. May everything will be just smooth, Father. And get back to a natural home. We all love our home. There's no place like home, but there's no place like heaven. Amen. And that's where we're headed, Father. Now, for just a little time that we're going to be away from him, I pray that you'll keep him strong, Lord. Bless his ministry. Bless his people there, Lord, his deacons, elders, and all the ones of the church. May they bear fruit, Lord, just as we see our fruit being bore here from Brother Dale's ministry and different ones, Lord. We see the fruit of that. And, Father, we thank you for it. All these great musicians and different ones, Lord, that are here, the song leaders and the songs being sung and all the different ones. We thank you for those, Lord. Thank you for this weekend, Lord. May it touch someone's heart today. May we say, Lord, that it burned in our heart as we came here into this service, Lord. I pray that you'd be with each one that's sick, Lord, that's not here with us, Lord. We have several on our heart. We pray that you'd give them faith, Lord, to have patience. And that you'll be with us, Lord. And next weekend, Father, as we come to service, be with Brother Bob on Wednesday night, Lord, as he comes and preaches for us. Just ever, Lord, we give you praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, remember Wednesday night, Brother Bob will be preaching. Uh, Sunday, Brother Samuel Reyes will be here for both services. We'll have normal, regular service next Sunday. Brother Samuel Reyes will be with us. And then the next weekend, we April the 1st, and that will be our... Bible study. So we'll have Bible study on on the first of April. I'm still trying to find us. I'm trying to find us an off campus place to have it. So we don't. We need room. <laughs> yeah, that's the same. What was it? We need room. So I'm trying to find a place around here. So God bless you. We love you. We love you. Good to have our brother with us and uh, brother Neptali because I can remember he was one of the twelve tribes. Other than that, I would not thought <laughs> not remember that name. But good to have you with us, brother. God bless you. And and whatever you need to do about getting your, whatever you need, the paperwork you're working on, I pray that everything works so smooth. Okay? All right. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Luis, for, for preaching the sermon also. Let's give Brother Luis a hand. He does a wonderful job. Ta- good talent. God bless you. You're dismissed. Yeah.